And behold, a pale horse. And the name that sat on him was Hi. Hey, everybody. Matt Cohen here. How's it going? Uh, been a while, hasn't it? Uh, I should say uh, where I've been and where this show has been. Uh, I've been in my house and this show has been nowhere because that's what life is like. Um, honestly, guys, I apologize for the delay in uploads. Um, I would chalk it up to a combination of irrationally severe depression and also i got paid uh for a writing gig and i had a deadline and i had to write for like 10 hours a day for a few weeks so there's that but we're back i've been recording episodes to release for you it doesn't look like this is ever going to be over so this show remains evergreen in concept and speaking of evergreen this week i thought we'd talk about something that remains a constant in my life or, or should i say it was a constant because i'll be honest i don't i don't indulge anymore and no, I'm not talking about weed or masturbation because I indulge a lot in those. No, what I'm talking about is a treat, a pastime from my youth that I used to enjoy, and that was watching music television. That's right, MTV, and more specifically, MTV reality shows. And I have a friend who uh, shares said interest in 1990s MTV reality shows with me, and oftentimes we had discussed on starting our own podcast to talk just about these reality shows. Um, about a thousand other podcasts beat us to the market on that, so, so we didn't. But here, here we are with Poddemic, the world that is standstill. Nothing to do but, but watch TV and, and, and be scared of your futures. Uh, and I thought, what, what a great time to bring back this concept in a, in, a, in, a, in a fun episode for you folks. So without further ado, please welcome a, a good friend of mine, a very talented screenwriter, a funny comedian, and uh, and just an all-around great gal, uh, my friend Christina Laske, and we're going to talk about real world, road rules, rock and jock, all you can handle, baby. So uh, strap in. If you're not a real world or road rules fan, it literally doesn't matter because, it, it, I don't know, I'm just telling you it doesn't matter. You don't need a reason. I'm a guy on a podcast. Just listen to me. Plus, like, what are you doing right now? You're on a treadmill? Are you staring at a wall? Like, what, are you, what do you got better to do? Then listen to me and Christina talk about real world. I'm really doing a bad job of selling the podcast you're about to listen to. It's fun. It's really good. You don't need to be a real world fan. There we go. Without further ado, Christina Laske. Let's go. How are you? Oh, hi. I'm great. How are you? Eh, fantastic. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. We might, this might be the beginning of the show, by the way. I'm just warning you. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, Christina... We're going with how do you how do you pronounce your last name, friend of mine, for many I years? I knew we were gonna do this. Well, I was you know I was gonna say that usually you're like one of the few people that says it right. Oh, so, so it's Laske. Yeah, that's okay. right. All right, good. But yeah, but I, I understand that it's not like as fancy. Like Lindsay says Laske, which I mean, admittedly, does sound better. Um, but it's not. That's not how it's said. So you know, I kind of it's a choose your own adventure type of a last name, and I let people roll with it. What's the weirdest you've ever gotten? Well, I think it's weird that people want to say Lasky, even though well, is, to me that's like a hard E sound. My dog doesn't like, like when people say Lasky. I'm just letting you know. Sorry. No, I know. I know everyone does. That's like the main one. Um, I, I don't think anyone said anything where it's like completely outlandish, but it's a lot of Lasky, which is I'm coming around on it. It's fine. 
I used to think, I think like back in the day from telemarketers, I would, I would get, um, Cohen a lot, but that's like the only sure. re- real way you can, um, mess that up. Hold on one second. My dog is, uh, uh, losing his mind and I don't know why, but that's okay. We'll roll with it. It gives, a, a person. It, it gives a little ambiance to the audience. I think he thinks he hears a person. Maybe that girl's coming back to offer you more. What did she offer to let you touch her nipples? No, it was to touch my nipples. To touch your nipples. Uh, Maybe she's back. Folks, if you don't know, Christina's referring to an Instagram joke I made a few weeks ago that apparently people didn't realize was a joke, and I got a lot of weird text messages. Oh, no, I thought it was real. Did you? Yeah, I really did. What are you talking about? Well, it was right. so random. So, so okay, let me explain the, the exact joke, folks. The, the Instagram video is me at my front door, and I go, oh, my God, the craziest shit just happened. Some random lady rang my doorbell, and she said, sir, I noticed you got a toilet paper delivery this morning. And, and this might sound nuts, but I really need toilet paper. I'd be willing to play with your nipples and give you a Sega Dreamcast for a roll of toilet paper. And I said, lady, what are you fucking crazy? Get out of here. And she ran. And then in the video... While holding a Sega Dreamcast, I go, she ran that way in that alley, implying that I, I took the deal. Oh, There you go. Okay. Also, it's not, my, it's not my joke. I stole it from, from at least two other people I've seen do that format. Wow. Not, not the exact joke. Steve Agee did one in the desert with blowjobs and apples. The original video I saw was a lady um, at Target for toilet paper and flashing her boobs. So it's like the aristocrats. You can. Like, I understand. Put your it's, own. You just on. make it. It's like a Stephen King book. You just kind of make it into your own movie, when, however you want to do it. Which? Oh, you mean it's, like the? You mean the, the the? Okay, I didn't know what you were talking about. Do you mean the <laughs> the Stephen King short stories that he licenses for a dollar? He licenses all. You can. You can. He says that you can write anything you want of his for a dollar as long as you credit him in whatever you write. But that's my understanding. Ah, and I and I that was my understanding for a while until I was like, oh shit, let me do this. And then if you go to the website, the options are very limited. Oh, but I thought that's why you get so many things that have his name on it that are really not up to caliber. Was I thought that it was just people willy nilly making whatever they wanted and you giving did him a dollar back in the day, and he didn't really have an involvement. But now the dollar thing is literally it's for like the dregs of the novella, like his work. You know what I mean? It's shit that well, no one's That's an interesting of. challenge. I kind of want to do it. We should pick one of them that's like really bad, and then all have to make something out um, of it. What have you been doing? And we'll we'll do a little bit at the end of the show. I like to do this, but just generally, what have you been doing with your time? With my time, I mean, I'm trying to write as much as possible. Um, I was you're, recently, you're you're working on your manifesto, right? Yeah, of course. You've got a um, lot of things to say about the government. It's all about my last name, <laughs> the government. Yeah, exactly. um, the I did yesterday got a beautiful gift. My friend Molly Tarlov, shout out to Molly Tarlov, let me use her uh, masterclass login info which oh, nice. is like the most exciting thing that's happened to me so now i'm taking the shonda rhymes um tv writing master class are those I haven't, I haven't checked those out are they cool they're cool i did the aaron sorkin one a couple of years ago and i found it to be pretty helpful but i like i mean i like to learn about like stuff because it makes me feel like i'm procrastinating but still being productive you know yeah that makes sense because you don't have to be active during it you're just yeah. listening to like a <laughs> ted talk right yeah, and they're and they're visual, and I'm like kind of a visual learner, so I like that part of it as well. I'm into that. There was um years ago, Werner Herzog was doing that that two day film school thing. Do you remember that? 
That sounds familiar. Like I saw a Facebook ad. It was like, but it was like two grand or something. And I was like, look, if you oh. go to this, there's no way you're going to learn any applicable film school, f- film skills from Werner fucking Herzog. But it might just <laughs> be an experience to be in the same room with them for, for two days. But I, 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 cool. I, I was like, I can't swing that. Yeah, they have a David Lynch masterclass about filmmaking and creativity. And I started to watch it and I do want to watch it. But I'm also like, I mean, I'm I'm interested in what he has to say, but I don't think he has like applicable like advice Mm, for like humans. Did you watch that monkey thing on Netflix? I haven't watched it yet. Right. I I want to. Did you watch it? Yeah, I mean, I watched a few minutes of it. Look, here's <laughs> well, my. Well, it's here's... only a few minutes long, right? It's like fourteen minutes long. Yeah, I made it like six minutes of the fourteen. Okay. <laughs> here's my here's my current day stance on on David Lynch. For a while, I think the first David Lynch thing I ever saw was Mulholland Drive, and it yeah, my favorite blew me away. Right, changed my life. And uh, then I saw I, I went back and watched all of Twin Peaks and got super into that. And like, I'll be honest. I've never watched Eraserhead or like Blue Velvet because oh. he creeps me out a lot of the time. Those like yeah. I've seen the trailers and I'm like that doesn't seem like a pleasant watch. I like Elephant Man. I like Straight Story. Regardless, yeah, He's- it's not exactly a world that you're like. It's not like La La Land. You're like I just want to live in these colors. Like it's kind of the antithesis of that. But it's but it's I mean they're great. I, to be I fair, love I've David never Lynch, seen that movie but... either. <laughs> I oh, I really? tried to watch that on an airplane. I'm not a musical guy, and I tried to watch La La Land on an airplane. I can hardly say that word. Wow, La La. I think La you'd Land. hate it. I oh, think I did. I made it up to yeah. the. I made it through the opening scene of people doing like a musical on a highway, singing about like, the one, <laughs> the 101 or the 405 or some shit, and I was like. <laughs> I want to jump off this plane, let alone turn this movie off. So yeah, I can go. I can. I can definitely put my feet in both. Like I can straddle both ideas of like this is terrible and this is wonderful. And I tend to lean towards wonderful, but I I get why people want to kill themselves. Well, that's actually that a great segue into what I wanted to talk to you about today. So again, this show is finding its form, but but it seems like we've been. Finding a topic that that both me and my my illustrious guest can both chat about and and going for it and. Here's the funny thing with this. So far, I've done a podcast. I've done an episode with Sean DePasquale. I've done an episode with Nick Roth, both people who I've co-hosted podcasts with. And I did an episode with our friend Claire Grant, who I who, who's been on many of podcasts of mine. Me and you at one point looked into starting this podcast, basically, but then realized that it was a niche that did not need to be filled filled because there were <laughs> forty thousand versions of it. But, but now that it's the end of the world and nothing fucking matters, let's talk about this. And not exclusively, but something. So what was the podcast you pitched me? Let's, let's go that way. I didn't way. pitch it to you. All I, I, I don't remember why it came to me, but I was just like, wouldn't it be great if we did a podcast about the real world and we can go back and watch all the episodes of the real world and dissect it and maybe we can probably get those people on because what are they doing? Hey, and, uh, stop it. And you were like, right. yeah, I know some of these people. <laughs> They're my friends. No, I know and, uh, one person. <laughs> And kind of so we'll okay. get into it all right so like why did but, but did you know that i had we talked about our common love well, of mt 90s mtv shit well what i will say is that you and i are the exact same age like your birthday is i think a week or two after mine and we are born the same year like we're the same age so we have a lot of the same cultural references and i think we both spent a lot of time in our room watching um cable television yes. so and specifically just, MTV, too, for me for yes. a long time. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And, and I think we were going to talk about just, like, real world and road rules, but we can expand it. But Okay, what yeah. is the first one you watched? Because I was mm. too – well, we're the exact same age. We were both yeah. too young for New York and San Diego, right? It was Los Angeles, New York were the first two. But I think, I think we probably hopped in San Francisco because I like, do – pa- Do you remember Puck? 
as a kid. I do, but I do. But the thing is, is it's hard to know because they used to rerun yes. the old seasons on the off season. So whenever I started watching it, they I was also getting inundated with the older seasons at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I remember all the seasons, but I, you're right. I couldn't have watched them when they were on. I don't think I've um, ever seen the first two seasons. I don't think I've seen like New York where it with looks Eric like. With Eric Oh my God. Yeah, it looks, like, so it, it looks like it's an early Steven Soderbergh film or something. It's shot very weird and like yeah, very real. It's the best. Almost too real. It looks like it's it's just like um, surveillance cameras or something. There's none yeah, of that, I, like, I, slick I kind editing I'm really yet. comforted by that, like, old reality show aesthetic is something that really brings me a lot of comfort. Um, Do you watch current-day reality shows? Like, I'm, I'm looking right now. There have been 33 seasons of The Real World. And, like, yeah, I, I definitely haven't done that. Too. Okay, I definitely have a memory of watching Boston in real time for okay, sure. So here's what I know for sure. Boston and Hawaii... And Seattle, oh, Hawaii, for sure, for sure, yeah. every single episode religiously, over and over and over and over again. I've seen those seasons thirty times, right? Those were my three seasons. Yeah, Seattle was great. Hawaii, yeah. So that's ninety-seven, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. That's seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth New grade. Orleans, but not Vegas. Is New Orleans the next season after? You know why? Uh, I'll tell you. That's the year we graduated from high school. Holy we shit! Were probably it's literally a run. Yes. And I'll be honest. I remember Miami and I remember London a little bit, but my real run is wow. Yeah. That's so funny. I named them in a row. It's Miami, and this is the way they aired: Miami, Boston, Seattle. Yeah. Miami, Hawaii. Boston, Seattle, Hawaii, New Orleans. Yeah, that's our whole high school, middle school, high school experience right there. Like so, so, so while I am. An acquaintance of uh, uh, WWE superstar The Miz, <laughs> he was on Vegas, and I never saw his season. No, 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 no. He was on Back to New York, ah, I believe. So I just yeah. missed his season. I think, like, I, I yeah, never saw The Miz. On... You were busy. Yeah, I was. I was a junior in high school, and I think MTV was a little less cool then. Had TRL... No, that's much later. You were on Back to New York. We were 2001. We were juniors 19 or something. No, no, I graduated what? high school in 2002. This is yeah, I know. Exactly. Oh, so seventeen. I see. I see. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We were juniors in high school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, look at look at what happened. There was a Paris. There was a Philly. There was a Denver. Like, how could? Well, that I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen all of these. <laughs> oh, you have henceforth. Did you watch Real World Skeletons from Chicago? Um, I did. That might have been the last one I watched. Oh, this is great. Okay, but... so so <laughs> I remember vivid like uh, Miami. I kind of barely remember other than they were hanging out by a pool in their backyard a lot and there was a lot well, of like there was yeah a gay, that's all of there them, was a gay guy but, <laughs> i'm trying to remember like that's literally all of them i know that you're <laughs> not boston they, they didn't have they didn't have a, a pool guy. they didn't have a pool in boston no that's true but they had they were on the harbor in oh Bo no that's, no, that's seattle. seattle all right mm -hmm. so let's let's just do quick hit memories boston okay well I will say, hold on, really fast. Miami, the thing that I remember the most about that one was that there was, like, people were having sex in the shower, and that was, like, the first time that that was happening. Like, now, that's every show, everyone's having sex on camera, but, like, no one had really done that up until that point, and so it was a huge deal, and they all, like, this one girl tried to climb through the bathroom window and ended up falling through the window and, like, <laughs> like splitting her foot open, and then they had to call I'm looking the like, yeah, an ambulance, and it was a fucking shit show. What was their, do you remember their job? Because that was always the funniest part too, which was oh. such a weird twist they added to that show. It was like, oh yeah, by the way, you also have to have a fake job kind of. 
Yeah, I don't. That that's one that they see. This is the see, thing is they the lost the magic. Exactly. They don't do that anymore. So yeah, Boston. I remember for sure radio station. Or newspaper in Seattle was radio station. I think flip it, but but Boston, okay, okay. Boston, you had Cyrus. Yeah, you had oh, Monta- come on, be you my had baby Montana. Tonight. No, that's not Cyrus. That's Seattle. <laughs> that's yes, Seattle. And that's David. Oh, David in Seattle. Fuck, I keep mis- mixing Seattle and Boston up. Okay, keep so going. So Boston is. I remember Cyrus and Montana specifically. Montana had red hair. Cyrus was a cool, yes. cool black dude with earrings. Yeah. So the only reason I brought that up is the one time I was at. A New Year's party at the Miz's house, and it was like wrestlers and stuff. And then I turned around and I saw Cyrus and Montana, and I lost my fucking shit. They were hanging out together. I love that. Yeah, they like twenty years later, real worlders, real worlders roll strong, man. Doesn't that make you happy what? that like it's a community? Yeah, it does. Because they weren't I, well, even on the same season. That's one of the things right? that's like, the most fascinating to me. I wish they would do a reality show about the ex Real World Road Rules community because they go to Saddle Ranch and like all hang out, and then they go on the challenges. Like that two of them to me got ma- the, that Road Rules couple got married, right? And she became a news reporter. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, road Rules couple. That, mm. that dude with like the poofy blonde hair married that brunette girl, and she is now the host of like Good Morning Something, like a but a nationally oh. syndicated show, and has been for a while. I know that that was like one of the bigger success stories, but we digress. Uh, Seattle- well, there was also, by the way, as as far as the success story goes, Jacinda from London. Um, went on to like be on, I think like an Aaron Sorkin show or one of those like legal dramas really? in the nineties. And she, yeah, she was like up there for a second and then disappeared, but she's like a legitimate actress. Let me see. What's her, what's her name? Oh yeah. She's I, was so gonna, pretty. I was going to guess, is it Jacinda Barrett? Cause that's a name I yeah. know. And it is Jacinda Barrett. So yeah. what's funny about that is, um, so even, uh, San Diego, San Fran, if you remember Judd, Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Judd and Pam. Right? Yeah, so they're still married, but Judd Winnick went on to become like a really big comic book writer, and I've like oh, I've like cool. podcasted with him in like, in front of like a live audience at a comic con before. Like Judd oh, Winnick see? went on to you write have like lots of friends in this DC world. and Marvel comics and like superhero books, and and there's like a really well respected comic book guy. That's cool. That's what he did on the show too, yeah, exactly. right? So he's like he, legit. He, he made like a book about Pablo, I remember or something. Um, Seattle is the best real world season of all time. Best. By all far, time. By far best. Hands down. Agreed. But, agree to agree. By far. And it's uh, what? It's A, that cast was insane. Yeah, well, I think that the the Irene of it all well, was the like Irene the Stephen and, and, the, and Irene. The, is it Stephen or yes, the Stephen and Irene, because I'll be honest, I'm looking at the rest of the cast now and like, eh, I could take them or leave them. Stephen and Irene were the most compelling characters in that show's fucking history. Well, and they're and them together. I mean, who knows what the dynamic would have been like if they weren't put with someone. I mean, that's kind of the point of the show is it's all in the casting, so, right? So, they're like casting people they know are going to um, push each other's buttons. And I said, at least little, that's how it used to be. Yeah, I said it a little bit in the intro, but like if Real World and Road Rules isn't your forte, this episode might be a little weird, but also what else you got going on? So like listen to yeah, this. Yeah, I don't so, think so. I mean, we so might let, get let into us, really interesting philosophical character strips. Let us paint you the picture <laughs> of why Stephen and Irene became the our favorite incident in real, real world history or maybe reality show history. Okay. And I might be wrong and you can fill in the gaps where I am wrong, but uh, Irene had Lyme disease. I know that. Well, hold on because we didn't know what she had at first. Okay. And that's and the she thing was very about Lyme sickly disease all the is time. that you don't know what's wrong with you yes. and you act crazy. And there's been a, a couple of instances now of Lyme disease 
famously on television. You wouldn't know this, but Yolanda Foster famously got Lyme disease that, while she was on The Housewife. Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she was married to David Foster. You're familiar with him, yes? Uh, David Foster Wallace? The, I don't know who no, is. the musician. He oh, like no, wrote a million songs, and okay. he's like a... Anyway, um, but she got Lyme disease on... And then he, by the way, ended up leaving her for Catherine McPhee. But, because, um, because she got Lyme disease? Hold on, my dog is going to yeah. try to kill a squirrel, but please continue telling us while I, I restrain him. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so she famously got Lyme disease on television and, but this is the first instance, this is the first time I ever heard about Lyme disease. I didn't know what it was, um, until this, but I don't think that we knew that she had it until, but we knew she was like sickly and tired and erratic. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So combined that with a man named Steven, who was kind of emotionally volatile as well, Yes. How when you... she called him, she said, "Well, here's how it all... You're a homosexual." Here's how it started. That's what. That's what. So Irene finds out she gets Lyme disease, and she's like, "I'm leaving the show." And everyone was like, "Good." No one liked you to begin with. And and the exact line, if I'm correct, I remember it twenty, however fucking many years later, is she says, she throws the first jab. She goes. Steven, she's saying goodbye to everyone and she, it gets up to Steven's turn. Who, and they've had beef the entire season. And she goes, Steven, I'm leaving and I just want you to know that it would never work out uh, It would never work out for us together. We could never get married because you're a homosexual. And Steven then ran into Irene's room and took her like most prized possession, which was this ratty old fucking teddy bear. Am I right so far? Picks it up. Yeah, well, runs he, had, out. he had actually stolen the teddy bear prior to this, so okay, he good. had it hidden. So and she didn't know where it was. She, That's she what it is. He went to his yeah. room to grab the teddy bear from his grab stash. It. He yeah. grabs her teddy bear, runs outside because they live on the harbor in Seattle, and fucking tosses it into the wharf. <laughs> yeah, he goes, hey, hey, Irene, Irene. And she turns back, and he's holding the bunny over the ocean like it's like he's like a mafia movie and he just drops it into the into the harbor oh it was the fucking greatest <laughs> it was the greatest it was the greatest and then moment. and then somehow she must have called no no she gets in the cat the taxi and it's driving away and he runs after yep. it and he and he and he hits it, on it and they open the door and what happens Matt Cohen? he smacks her Smacks her in, in the, the face. face. This open, tiny little Jewish girl. <laughs> this, and this big black dude, open hand bomb, smacks, smacks stops her, her car. <laughs> she gets out. And, and Christina, here's the best part. I did not remember that until you prompted me and it came naturally. I forgot yeah. that this ended with the slap, but you were like, he stops the car. And I was like, oh my God, what does happen? Oh, that's right. He fucking slaps her in the face. He slapped her open handed. And it was a very, oh. like, I mean, it was aggressive. It, it kind of also proved her point where. He oh, he was, the was bad fighting. Guy. There's a different way that gay yes. men fight with women than straight men fight with women, and it was a very like gay men way to fight with a woman. It was, was too to, much. Like, and and if correct me if I'm wrong, he then gets kicked off the show for smacking her, right? He did. I think he had to go to anger management first because I think they were a little more laxed about kicking people off at the beginning, especially if they were leaving. But I think that um, he had to go to anger management. He needed it. I wonder if he got the help he, he so desperately needed. Okay. Well, I wonder if he's <laughs> if he's out now. I kind I of want to look it look it up because I think that she really tapped into something. Well, I think that you was a breakthrough that was really moment real. for him. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page, but she does. Um, let's see what she and she started a nonprofit called Nap for Lyme to raise awareness and money. So she's still working on a Lyme disease. Wait, I'm sorry. Is it nap? For yeah. Lyme, like, let's take a nap. I thought of this Lyme idea disease? in bed, and I'm hoping with the awareness and money raised from <laughs> nap for Lyme, we could put this disease into bed. Plus, who doesn't need a nap? So, like, 
That's the best thing I've ever fucking heard. She is incredible. She, I, I stand Irene. It gets even better. She has a daughter named Irene. <laughs> Actually, I also love that. It's like a Lorelai Gilmore thing. It's like men do it all the time. Um. Wow, wait, this is interesting. Wait, is this after Real World? Yeah, so after Real World, she started a youth-oriented radio show podcast called No One's Listening, and they had Nam Chomsky on and like, all these big guests. <laughs> no one's, she's the best. Um, she's spoken about media manipulation and like conferences and stuff. She's great. We sh- you should get her on your podcast. She's mm. probably just napping, mm. ready she's to chat. volatile. All right, Hawaii. What do you remember about uh, Hawaii? I remember okay, two Hawaii? things. I remember tech. No, I remember three. Tech. Amaya. Amaya. Colin and Amaya. Oh, wait, you remember. Colin we got the whole Amaya. cast then. So, wait, Colin Amaya. Ruthie. Ruthie oh, my God. Tech and Gemini Genesis? No, no, no. No, Genesis is from is That's from Boston. Boston. Okay, You're thinking okay. about Kaya or something? Kaya? Kaya? The dude, the dude with the afro or whatever? Oh, he was great. Wait, I have a list here. Uh, Maya Margaret. Okay. Oh, Tech. Tech, tech was I was right. Guy. Yeah, Tech yeah. was... Okay. That's... Okay, so it's Ruthie that was the star of that fucking The alcoholic, season. yeah. But there was also the, the, the Colin-Amaya thing where, like, Amaya was obsessed with Colin and he would, like, kind of give her... That was, like, one of those relationships to watch and really learn a lot as a young girl of, like, how guys can kind of do one thing to your face and then another thing behind your back. I mean, that was, like, a very... Shakespearean That's type That's funny because of I don't remember that. So that clearly shows like what we all took out of this show when we were younger. Right. Well, ninth grade. This is ninth grade. So this is like high time. <laughs> I just remember <laughs> they lived in like a fucking house on the ocean in Hawaii and Ruthie got so blackout drunk one night that she wound up like face down naked outside, I think. And they yeah, had that happened, to like, I think several times. They had to like deadlift her up. Yep, that's right. Well, they skinny dipped that first second. Like, I think it was the first people in the house were Tech and Amaya, and they were both like, or sorry, Tech and Ruthie, and they were like the wild child, and they just took all their clothes off and went skinny dipping immediately. And it was like, this is going to be a great season of television. It just really set the pace. Wait, do you remember what their job was? Because I forgot until right now. Oh, they worked at like a islands type of a restaurant, didn't nope. they? Like, they worked like at local. Shop. They worked at local motion, a clothing and surf apparel store. Right. They were responsible right, for right, booking right. in-store entertainment under a company they christened Seven Strangers Productions. Right, 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 right. All right, and then let's let's do New Orleans. I hardly remember. New Orleans, I remember. There's a couple that lasted for a oh, while on that but one. But that too. is New Orleans. Is come and be my baby tonight. Okay. How would you describe Come and Be My Baby tonight to people who don't know what it is? Well, I think Chappelle show made it famous, right? Or if it's not I would Chappelle. just sing it. I, I thought it was on its own uh, just a, a, a phenomenon. For us, I think. Uh, and, then, and then years later, finding out that other people remembered it and made it a phenomenon. It's like, I feel it's like. like the Kim Cattrall scatting video is what it's like. It's oh. like that. Right, so I got. You know? <sighs> I know. I showed. I think I showed you that. No, 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 no. I've seen. I know the Kim Cattrall video by heart. I've known it for years. I found I know, something but out. I, think I found that something. I was the one who showed it. No, no, no. It, to I, you. it was my friend Matt Bennett and my friend Rose right. Gailey's. I'm positive. Okay. That being said, I found out something devastating this year about the Kim Cattrall video, and it ruined it for me. What? She's reading a poem. That doesn't matter. It's that a real poem. She's not getting it right. She's not 100% right, but she's reading a poem called like The Day the Dogs Came to Town or some shit. Honestly, that makes it better for me because it was um, it was too creative. Rap so I'm, I'm actually glad. 
Sabasure. All the he dogs. Sabasu, yeah, there's all no the way he that dogs bit all the she dogs in the book. No, do- that, no, it, she it made was. That up. No, 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 no. It was. It's Sabasure. Um, in Latin, he quotes Sabasure. That's in the poem. Oh. I, I fucking checked. Okay, we're we're on a tangent though about Kim Cattrall. That's fine. If you haven't this seen Kim Cattrall scatting while her husband plays really shitty upright bass, I I suggest it because it's one of the. It is one of the greatest videos in the history of the internet. You know what that video reminds me of? Do you remember watching like real sex when you were a kid and they would do those weird yeah. kind of segues like the into these strange little pockets of life? That's like, what that like was. people who painted each other's like nipples and shit. Like, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And the lighting was very soft Ugh, and like the angles would like the, the camera would sweep a little bit. Real sex was also a 90s show. So real sex was like a quarter like hot and like porn almost. And then like 75% the grossest fucking human beings of all time doing yeah just gro- weird but it was slices of life things. i mean i don't know i was like so that's like that character work shit that i just like am all about where i'm like these people exist this is fascinating my, I, I would love to get my hands they should put that on hbo go i'm sure what, i'm about? sure it is right like it's what, not what i liked what i liked better than real sex was taxi cab confessions yes so Which good also and also bunny fake. ranch it was like all three in a row I don't think I remember, but yeah, I think was Bunny Ranch an HBO show called the? Was just a reality show about the yeah. Bunny Ranch. Yep, yep, in Vegas. Interesting, interesting, interesting. That guy died last year and then won. He died while he was running for a local office, and then like three months later, when the election happened, he still won. Oh, Dennis Hoff. <laughs> I think yeah, I yeah. remember yeah, hearing yeah. that. Yeah, weird. That's great. Who That's di- real. Who died power. there? Someone's husband died there or something, right? Didn't, at the Bunny Ranch. Yeah, didn't someone overdose at the Bunny Ranch? Like a famous person or a famous person's? I'm sure. Husband or something. <laughs> I'm sure that that's happened. Um, let's let's do it. Give me. Uh, there's only like three lines to it, right? It's come on, be my baby tonight. Come on, be my baby tonight. I've know, seen the way, the way you, you treated, treated other thugs, thugs you've, you've been, been with. with. <laughs> Come on, be my baby tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Very simple. Um, uh, that was when I that was when I dropped off of Real World a little bit. But Road Rules started when, like, concurrently in that same time, right? Mm, probably ninety-six. Let's 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 check. Let's check the uh, interweb. Road <laughs> Rules started in ninety-five. So, like, yeah, almost the entire time we were watching Real World, Road Rules was also on. Yeah, it was the best. I remember, like, we would kind of move apartments a lot when I was a kid. It was just, like, me and my mom, and we would move apartments a lot. And I would always, there would always be this kind of lag between moving in and getting our cable hooked up. And I remember every time we'd move and the cable would finally get hooked up, I would spend the, and it always happened to be that they'd be showing, like, a road rules marathon or a real-world marathon. And I would sit on, like, the edge of the bed and spend the entire fucking day just, like, till 4 a.m. watching this marathon I miss when they would just marathon the shit out of old seasons of Real World. So, just to bring up what I was talking about earlier, Kit Hoover from the first season of Road Rules has became a host on Access Live and has been for like 15 years or whatever. Oh, okay. And she married another dude from that season, I believe. That's the interesting thing about Road Rules. Can you name a single cast member from any season? Well, yes, because I know one of them personally but then also one of them there's one named christina and i think that was australia and south pacific is that right no it was earlier than that down under here christina pozitsky she's a famous comedian oh wait i i think she's matt wait she's married married, to tom segura um, 
to Tom Segura. I know them. I actually set up the audio in their house for their podcast, the in your mom's Incredible. house. Incredible. That's super funny. Oh, I didn't yeah, know she was so on she Road. She was Rose. on Australia, and I remember loving the shit out of her. One because Christina's, um, but also she was just so cute and cool and funny. So she's dope. I remember that Down Under season really well. And then I remember, so we're friends with Angela Trimber, who I know through Ashley, and she was on a season as well. And true? she's also like an actress, working actress. Um, I remember very specifically Semester at Sea. I don't remember anyone on yeah. it, but I remember the concept of Semester <laughs> at Sea. All right. Do you remember that one girl stole the girl's clothes and was like thinking that she wouldn't figure it out even though they're on they a boat? They were locked boat? on a boat together. <laughs> <laughs> Like, here's the problem with this real with road rules. You go, like, USA, okay, USA, all right, Europe, all right. Then it gets to, like, maximum velocity tour and the quest and extreme yeah. and viewer's revenge. So the last season was 2007. That's so long ago. That's crazy. I guess they started doing challenges after that. I remember the, like, first, like, when they would first do the Road Rules Real World Challenge, and it would be, like, on just one episode of, like, Road Rules, the real world people would come in, and, it was and awesome. they would do weird shit. Like, they like weren't doing, like, games. brawny activities. Like survivor games. Yeah, they were putting, like, like they were spitting worms into each other's mouths and chicken outfits Yeah, it was stuff. like Fear Factor meets Survivor or whatever, because those were both also yeah, starting it was around great. that time, I think, right? Like, so they <laughs> yeah. were like, fuck it, let's just combine them all. Um, did you ever want to be on either? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is, like, now thinking about it, I can't imagine watching, like, 18-year-olds, like, just a bunch of 18-year-olds on, you know, like, a semester at sea. But at the time... It was aspirational for sure. You know, they were like older, they were older and they were like grownups. And now thinking about it, it's like, that must've been a fucking train wreck. Oh, do you ever read, um, what was that fucking book called? The Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius? No, but I've heard of it. There's a lot of of that book is about his maybe fake experience, like auditioning for real world. Oh, and if it's real, it's a really weird, interesting process. Is that what the whole book is about? No, or that's like a story the book's the just book? about him fucking jerking himself off for the most right. part. You never went back and watched any of the other real worlds. You no. never like watched Vegas I'm with not, Trishel. Um, I'm familiar with Trishel. I think I watched a little bit of Vegas while it was airing, or I was like, oh, she's hot, so I would like be aware of it being on TV. But I never watched another full. Like, here's the thing, I'm not. I guess I did a few seasons of Survivor. I'm not a reality show guy per se. I I, I never did Big yeah. Brother. Uh, you love Big I Brother. Do like, I well, I don't love it. I'm not like a diehard. But if I catch, if I watch two or three episodes in a season, I'm hooked that season. But it doesn't bring me back every season. I, it just depends on where I'm at that summer. I you know? love like weird, jo- like job based reality shows. Like I'll binge an entire season about a show about paramedics in New Orleans. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? That's so funny. When you said that, I was like, oh, so did you watch The Apprentice? <laughs> I did. <laughs> like job-based. I, I did not watch the, the Apprentice. Let's make it even worse. I I watched every season of Celebrity Apprentice and was like super yeah. fucking into it. Yeah, no, The Celebrity Apprentice was a great show. He Look, he was great at that. I wish I he, just he wasn't kept even doing the that. great part. It was just, it, it was a really well-made reality show. It was shot well. It was All the challenges were fun. I like, agree. Sucks to even fucking say that. I remember like, what was it? I think it was the same season. It was like Goldberg and Little John and Tom Green and like Oh, Tom Green. Tom Green and Dennis Rodman maybe, like I really miss old MTV a lot. I'm going to be honest. You know, I just don't think that it 
I, I don't know what happened, but Some, I do so miss something all those happened, sort right? Of and I shows. think it's I think it's I think it's the advent. Like what what is it that changed originally? It was the changing was, of the guards. I mean, obviously somebody took over at a certain point in the t- mid two thousands, and they were like, okay, we're just gonna do like YouTube for TV. But I don't know because it's like Teen Mom is depressing as fuck, and uh, Flora like Bama all their shows. Coast and, I think Jersey Shore was a was a part of it. Look, here's the other thing too, right? No, Jersey I, Shore I was great in the first couple. Seasons. I think a lot of older people than us would bemoan RMTV because, like, when people yeah, in, their, in their 40s, right? They they were it was just videos and shit, and like Kurt Loder and you know what it's that, like that Portlandia yeah. sketch. Yeah, for sure. No, that is true. It is. It's all generational and it's all perspective. But I think about like the old Nickelodeon shows and like old Disney Channel shows, and they just don't. I just feel like they stop making like the Adventures of Pete and Pete. Like, there's no kids show like that. You know what I mean? No, because they're all very, very, very formatted now. And I would say that they're like bright. Yes, and I would say that came from Disney Channel. Like you talk to a lot of kids who, younger than us who grew up on Disney Channel, and it was. Those like our Hannah Montana. We didn't have tween shows when we were little kids. We had our shows here, and here's I think the big difference. When we were little kids, we were watching, and again there was like Full House and all that shit, right? And and TGIF and and shows where there were families, right? Multicam, multicam family sitcoms. We also had shows about older teens, aspirational. Hey, dude, salute your shorts. Even Pete and Pete, they were older than me. But, like, specifically Nickelodeon's original programming, they were all, like, 16 to 18, probably. Yeah, Clarissa. Clarissa Right, right, right. So, nowadays, the kids are their age. But you have to think about, like, the way that the acting is so... Like, the, the Clarissa Explains It All was a multi-cam sitcom for Nickelodeon in the 90s. And it wasn't weird. like this hands-on hips, like, oh, my God. You know, I don't know what the fuck happened. No, I mean, it's also a school... So, like, I know a little bit about this because I have some friends who are former Disney and Nickelodeon kids. Yes. So, like, yes. There, is a, <laughs> there is a certain school of acting that both of those networks have, and it depends a lot of the times on the showrunners of their shows, and a lot of those networks only have maybe four showrunners in total that flip between all the shows, and it becomes, like, a factory system. The, these kids are so young when they get cast that they're not actors yet, and then they don't get taught how to act while on TV. It's really weird. Do you know what I mean? I know, but same with Melissa Joan Hart. I just think it's more of, like, a different type of filmmaking, like, TV making now that goes into, like, a kid's show. I don't think that they underestimated us back then the same way that they do now. Like, no, that's Clarissa what I'm saying. was so weird. That's and, what I'm saying. You Clarissa know, was, yeah. like, gothy almost. And they- Yeah, she was funky and strange and, like, loved being strange, and it wasn't this kind of, like... I think Hannah Montana really changed everything to be a lot more kind of fame obsessed and glitzy and glamour. And like a lot of musical based shows. Like I don't remember. I think most of the popular shows these kids watch these days have music components to it because a lot of the kid stars go on to become famous musicians, right? Pop right, yeah, yeah. They, well, they want the triple threat. Right, but we didn't, like, we didn't have that. We the, we had Mickey Mouse Club, I guess, and Kids Incorporated. And we Incorporated, had, like, Kids but Incorporated, but that's basically it. And, or, like, Roundhouse. I don't know what that is. That was later Nickelodeon. I think it was Nickelodeon. It, it had to have been. It was, like, a, it was, like, the grind for Nickelodeon. Okay. Which Do you remember weird. Snick? Yeah, of course. Fucking Snick was the best. Like, is there something like that? Like, do kids have horror shows? 
Um, like, uh, they've got, like, dark. Netflix. I mean, like, no, kids have everything now. So that's a difference. Like, kids, that's true. They kids can are just watching watch whatever the fuck whatever. they want. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, we weren't, yeah. <laughs> we weren't interested in adult shows. And there weren't... Although... Do you remember the first like adult show that you remember being like, this is an adult show and I like this. I'm an adult now. Not like, do you have a memory like that? Not even really. Cause like, like sneaking an adult show and being like, Ooh, this feels dangerous. Like, well, I, I, God, not really. I think duck man I knew was, I knew duck man made me feel weird and, and, and uncomfortable. Do you remember duck man? Duck man. No, I remember Howard the duck. So I duck don't man know was I a cartoon on USA starring the voices of Jason Alexander as a weird yellow duck named duck man. And it was very perverse. <gasps> Whoa. And there, were, there was these two like little teddy bears that were like murderous that hung out with him all the time. It aired after Weird Science on Up All Night. Wow. Whoa. (laughs) You are tapping into some deep shit. Well, mine, I mean, I remember my mom would watch. (laughs) Mine was Nash Bridges. (laughs) And I remember being like so young and being like, this is like very much an adult procedural drama. And I love it. And I'm like really loving like I, my mom and I would sit and watch Nash Bridges together. Also, I would watch like 90210 way before I should have been watching 90210. But I think I was like, I got to a certain point pretty young where I didn't want to watch animated shows anymore. I just wanted to watch like real life shit. Um, And I was curious if you had that same experience. No, I still watch primarily animated shows. Like I never, I never got, I never went like, I want to be a grown up now. So let's watch Oz. I mean, I did watch adult shows. I just don't remember (laughs) the transition, if I'm being honest, probably in like middle school. But even then, I, I really don't remember like. X-Files maybe was like one of the first non-cartoons I watched or kid shows. You know what I mean? Because it was on after Simpsons. I was still scared of it. But I was also scared of Are You Afraid of the Dark? You know what I mean? I was also scared of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I was like a very, I like had like a real life legitimate fear of vampires when I was little. (laughs) And um, I saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer at the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica when I was in like, I don't know, first grade or something. And we came out and the whole promenade was empty. And I remember just from that point on for like a good three years, just legitimately scared. scared that a vampire was going to kill me. Like I, I had a weird thing with theme music. So like um, I could watch X-Files, but I have to close. I would have to like cover my ears during the intro because the music un- unnerved me. And the same yeah. thing with Are You Afraid of the Dark? And, and then the biggest I remember is if my parents would ever, I guess Twilight Zone was on Nick at Night back then. And like my parents mm. would fall asleep with their TV on and I would hear the fucking music from down the hallway and it, I would lose my mind. It was the scariest thing. Just the music. I'd never even yeah, seen the show. But keep in mind, I was scared of a lot of stuff as a kid. I was scared of SNL because I once saw <laughs> a John Belushi land shark sketch and it made me uncomfortable. So I was like really scared. Wait, you saw a John Belushi sketch when you were a kid? Wasn't he like off before we yeah, were Yeah, so it must have aired on a rerun on like I Comedy see. Central or somewhere. And I sh- like it was like late at night. I think my parents were watching. And I remember like just being very scared of the concept of a shark who went to people's apartments to eat them. <laughs> and I knew it wasn't a shark. I knew it was a man pretending. The concept. No, of a, but it, I remember being scared of sharks too. I was scared of sharks in pools when I was a kid. It was so wrong. That makes no it was sense wrong. Either. That's why I didn't like it. I had that as a yeah. kid. Like I wasn't scared of things a lot. Like uh, um, National Lampoon's European Vacation made me uncomfortable. Yeah. 
because <laughs> of the pig stuff in the beginning and when he kisses everyone i went like they don't want to be kissed and it made me i knew that that guy was oh. like seriously that 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 made me really uncomfortable as a kid oh that's knowing really that sweet. that guy was like I, taking advantage and you know what i mean yeah for sure i remember being really scared of things that other kids loved also um like i was scared of et for a really long time i didn't like everyone loved et as a kid I and i, I just i really didn't like it he was only presented he was only presented to me as a benevolent creature <laughs> Yeah, it just was scary there was to me. No I don't know. There was something about it. I was traumatized by Chucky. Oh, well, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is when I was really little, I loved scary movies. So the Predator Predator series was like my favorite shit when I was really little. And I loved I loved scary shit. And then I went through a period where I was scared of everything. Well, I, and um, now I'm back on loving scary so shit. So it was a but, weird it was a weird like year for me. And I, and we could probably look it up time-wise, but I uh, I was so scared of, I think I saw a poster for the first Child's Play. It might have been Child's Play 2, honestly, when it came out. Probably. I think I saw a poster for it in a movie theater, and I was like, what the fuck is that? No. And it, and it scared me so much that for a long time, I refused to go to movies because I thought they would accidentally play Chucky. Yeah, I didn't so understand Child's how it Play worked. Child's Play 2 was 90, so you were 6. And Child's yes. Play 3 was 91, you were 7. So, so it, it could have been, yeah, When did right Fantasia get re-released? <laughs> Wait, what did you want? When did Fantasia get re-released in theaters? Oh. Because that will tell you no, exactly which one it was. Because I'll tell you why. Because after a while of me talking about Chucky, my parents were like, all right, enough with the fucking Chucky thing. Let's like move on with our lives. So my dad took me to go see the re-release of Fantasia 91. Uh, wait, 99. no, that's DVD. 99. No, that's oh, Fantasia, Fantasia 2000. 2000. I see, I'm talking I see. about the re-release of the original Fantasia in theaters. Regardless. Got it. 1990, October 5th. Here we go. So it's Chucky. It, it's Child's Play 2. Okay. Okay. Um, I was so scared of Child's Play that we got in Fantasia and the movie started. And I, like 10 minutes in, I fucking had a fit. And, and what is this, 90? So I would have been six. I started, like, crying hysterically and screaming, and my dad had to, like, pull <laughs> me out because I thought they would show the trailer for Child's Play. Oh, you were just anticipating the trailer. How did you see the trailer before? I didn't. I saw like, a poster, and I knew that a trailer oh, could exist because I knew what movies were, right? Like, I wasn't right, right. I was really into <laughs> movies as a kid. So I was just so traumatized by – I never even saw Child's Play. Just the concept – of some me seeing an image from it was enough to to scare me off of all movies for a while. And guess what? I feel you. <laughs> Excuse me, that's a um weed related cough, not the other thing I have to clarify. Um uh I saw Child's Play eventually. Not at all fucking scary. <laughs> well, no, I mean that was like especially if you watch it after the fact, it I I the, the, that's the thing about older horror movies. If you watch them later, you're like you just you can't and, possibly put yourself in uh, but, the same. But, but 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 hear me out. Freddy Krueger, Jason, Michael Myers. I would say they're all scary. Chucky is inherently not scary because he's like a foot and a half fucking tall and all he's got is a knife. I could kick him. Yeah, I'll punch sure, Chucky. Sure, sure, I'll sure. punch Chucky across the fucking room. Freddy would kill. Right. Me. Freddy would kill me because <laughs> it's also in my dreams and I can't not sleep. Right. I, that's my favorite part about the Freddy thing is the dreams. I, I remember being really into horror movies as a very, very young child. Like my dad would let me watch them and we would watch them a lot. And that was all I wanted to watch. And then and then as I got a little bit older, 
And that was when I was like three, four, five. And then as I became a little older, I was like, no, this is actually scary. <laughs> and then I didn't want to watch horror movies at all until like high school, which is when horror movies started. Well, I remember. Fun. So I, I never saw a horror movie. I was I was scared of scary things. I was scared of haunted houses. But I, you watched like Scream, right? And like ah, I know what you did last summer. So did you go in uh, the, you, the, you, the you re-release ruined, you of horror? for me. No. So oh. uh, that was, so Scream on VHS was me breaking my horror cherry. And I remember very specifically being like, I have to do this. All the other kids in school do this. Like, I, I want to feel like everyone else. So I put Scream on. And I remember being so fucking, more scared than I've ever been of anything in my entire life. Until, Were you by yourself? Yeah, yeah, I was by myself. And then Drew Barrymore gets stabbed in the chest and I went like, oh, okay, I can do this. I had never seen a kill. I'd never seen a horror movie kill before, and I I thought it would be it would scare me much more. And once I realized it looked fake, then it was kind of silly. I went like, oh, I'm not scared of horror movies anymore, and that opened up the, the world of horror Drew movies. I think also the fact that Drew Barrymore helped helped us. Maybe, but that was the first kill I ever saw. Was Drew Barrymore getting stabbed in Scream, and it helped me in a large like. Then I was it was off to the races with any horror movie ever made. You know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wa- I was I watching really the original like... Wicker Man today for the first time. Hey, weird movie. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, it's weird, man. Britt Elkin, Britt Eklund's naked Wicker a Park. lot. <laughs> is that the which one is Wicker Park? Is that like <laughs> a Robert like a Ryan Is that a Robert like, Altman movie? Yeah. yeah, it's a Victorian mystery, I think. All right, yeah, it's definitely not that one. It's the like Okay. It's the like the original is like um a detective goes to this weird community in Scotland because a girl's gone missing and they eventually Spoiler alert, sacrifice him and like put him in a thing and burn him. It's the Nicolas Cage is the remake of that. The bees oh, thing. Oh, I did see the Nicolas Cage version. So this is the original, except it's a okay. lot weirder and more sexual. 80s or no, 70s like 60s or what are we talking? Or something. It's okay. like Christopher Lee and Britt Eklund. Like it's um it's I'll just- get into it. I'm more of a thriller person than a horror person, but I I will on occasion. I'm going to do a really quick a- topic shift, ready? Yep. Here's something else I miss so vividly about 90s MTV. Were you into rock and jock sports? <laughs> what do you think? Yes, obviously, right? No, no. Oh, come on. Um, sports? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know. I know about the karaoke show that they did in spring break. No, 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 no. But so like, every, <laughs> year, every year on MTV, they had something called rock and jock baseball and rock and jock basketball. And it was basically... Um, rock and jock. So it was professional oh, athletes. Right. A- right, athletes and musicians. And MTV, and like MTV personalities. Pa- hey, Paulie Shore's on third base. And, uh, I do recall Eddie this. Vedder's in, in, out in the outfield. Who's shortstop? Oh, it's Kennedy. Right. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, God, I miss Kennedy. And there was a thing in rock and jock basketball where they, they add, I don't know if you're familiar with the basketball rules, but there's, they yeah. added a different line, and I think it was worth 10 points if you got it from like, half court okay there were a lot of like and it was a lot of like comedy stuff like they really wouldn't take it seriously and everyone kind of played to the camera and it was an event and i'll tell you a quick story about my life um i couldn't tell you the exact year but one year for rock and jock baseball i believe um our big tv in our house was in the basement like in like a in like a um like a playroom kind of thing like a second living room kind of deal you know what i mean yeah okay so I went down there at like, I don't know, 9 a.m. I was like, oh, man, I've got at least like four hours of Rock and Jock festivities ahead of me. They had like a pre-show. There was like a post-show. Rock and Jock was like a big deal in my life. And I remember <laughs> I remember just like I brought down some like chips and some Bombell cheese or something. And I was just like, <laughs> I was probably like 10, 11. And I was just watching Rock and Jock basketball or baseball or whatever it was. And after a few hours, 
Um, I hear from upstairs, I hear my dad scream, Matthew! And I went, yeah! And all of a sudden, my parents came rushing down and they were weeping. So, they didn't realize I went to the basement and they thought I'd <gasps> run away or something and they never thought to fucking check on me or ask my name. So I was like, what's going on? And they were like, oh my God, we can't believe you're here. And they were like, you have to come upstairs. There's a police officer in the living room. And I was like, what? And they made me go upstairs and they made me show the guy in my school library card to prove I was me. And he was like, where were you? And I'll never forget. I was like, I was just watching rock and shock baseball. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, they went through all the trouble of calling the police before even checking the entire house. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Or maybe (laughs) they had like screamed downstairs, but I had been so focused in my rock and jock world that I didn't respond, but I'll never forget vividly. Like it was the weirdest, like, and it didn't even upset me because I was just like, I didn't, I knew I didn't do anything wrong. I was just watching rock and shock baseball all morning. I had an alibi. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, that was really, uh, that's wow. I can like, I feel like I'm back there. I just miss that feeling of like watching TV in that way when you're a kid and you're so interested and like, do you remember, undivided attention? Do you remember Nickelodeon and MTV on, and again, we should also say that Nickelodeon and MTV were both Viacom companies and there's a reason that nineties yeah. MTV and Nickelodeon shared a lot of similarities because they were basically run by the same company. Right. Um, do you remember New Year's Eve on Nickelodeon and MTV oh, when yeah, we were kids? Oh, yeah, of course. All right, Nickelodeon, I feel like you had, like, a lot of, like, it was, like, normal um, snick, but there would be, like, cool interstitial, like, like people from the shows were, like, having a party or they'd be, like, on a couch. Like, the actors would be like, whoa, yeah. t- 10 minutes But you know they New shot, Year's. like, in September. I yeah. did not know that at the time, and you just ruined it for me, but... <laughs> um, but MTV every year had the top 100 countdown. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, and they do the, like, live thing. Do you remember on New Year's 2000, Gwen Stefani singing It's the End of the World? Yes. Fucking best. So Isn't I, that your intro song? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a little bit. It's a, it's a chord. You, it's, an intro song is a mix of a few things. Also, I see. Yeah, I don't want to get arrested or, or whatever. Okay. Or sued. They, are, right. they, oh, are, sorry. they yeah, arrest no. people now for, for royalty infringement. Um, I think we're okay. I remember very, <laughs> vivid, I remember very vividly... Um, the countdown on MTV for best it was be, it was 2000 right so it was the best 100 yeah. videos of the decade do you remember got what got number one because I was like yep that I'm that's right and I started telling everyone like that's the best video of all time guys number one was on it MTV Jay Z video no okay Blink One Eighty Two is all the small things but this is in the year 2000 we're talking about <laughs> it is either oh. it's okay and I, I and I want I might be wrong or in sync no bye, it's, bye, bye. it's either this is one and two and I'm not sure the order. It's okay. either Smashing Pumpkins Tonight Tonight oh, or, the Nir- whole decade? or Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, the whole decade. Those were the biggest. And how do they measure the biggest video? I think someone went like, those are the coolest videos. Oh, the coolest. Okay. I like just wasn't best. sure if there was the like a... Be- no, it was the best oh, video. Oh, the best. The best. Not like the most popular. Not the most popular at all because that would have gone to like the Macarena or some shit. Right. Or Yeah, right. No, this exactly. This was like, well, what yeah, are the right. two best music videos of the decade? I agree with them on Tonight Tonight. Oh, those are two great. They went on to direct Little Miss Sunshine, those folks. I got to say, oh, that's great. I you love didn't know that, that fucking movie. I got to say, though, like the, like the music videos happening when we were in high school, that late 2000s, late, late 90s, early 2000s uh, had like when that they turned was like, into the, like but eight, it was the peak of minute, like money in music videos. 18 minute long. Do you remember? Um, <laughs> the Mariah Carey one? No, with, it's like Bianca. It's a puffy song. <laughs> it's the puffy song been all around the world. 
Oh, yeah. And it started and- in, like, Egypt in, like, a pyramid. And then there was, like, a car chase <laughs> in the fucking desert. And I legit think it was 11 minutes before the music video started. Or or the I- best, of course, is, is that arc. It's, um... See, I'm a little... I don't know Trapped in the Closet. Like, I missed that saga. But do you remember <laughs> our insane R. Kelly video? Yeah, I With think Mr. I Big and, like, there's a subplot where he's, like, cheating on his boss's girl and then they break her legs and kill her in the desert and then he wakes up <laughs> in a hospital bed at the end in a coma and, like... I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a saga. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah, well, I, I kind of missed that. I missed that, like, sort Artistry. of... I, you didn't have the opportunity to fast-forward through anything, so you just kind of had to watch all of it. You know what I mean? You know what I did? You were a captive you'll, audience. You'll appreciate this. You know what I did last week during self-isolation because I was bored? I watched Tell me. Lemonade for the first time. Oh, you hey, hadn't seen? Really well made. <laughs> of course. Oh, no it's clue. shocking, right? I, kn- I knew, like, a few <laughs> of the songs, but I didn't know that, like, it's, like, a cool video. Also... Man, yeah. she went after fucking Jay Z. Well, oh, you know she did what scathing, she had to do. Scathing. I think if anything, she let him off easy, don't you think? I think I she mean, should have bro- divorced him, or if she was that upset, clearly. No, I, she was in the right to do whatever she wanted in that situation. I'm just amazed that she decided to take it public. I think that. Do you think he knew that it was knew. about to come out? I think after that Solange video where Solange is like wiling out on Jay-Z in the elevator, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think I think after that, people knew what was going on. And if she didn't address it, it would be kind of... I also understand being having that perspective of like, okay, so this isn't... I don't want to end this, but I also would I feel get, like yes. I was lying if I didn't get some of this shit off Shit's my chest. Shit's fucking powerful, though. I'd never like listened to it in, in its uh, entirety before. It's cr- the entire album is about it. It's great, but you know I will say. Oh my god! Unfortunate thing. She's making lemonade out of lemons. Well, this is what I was going to say. Wait a minute! I I didn't get that until right now. You have you have lots of tattoos, right? Yeah, I have like forty five tattoos. I don't have any tattoos, and I've always wanted to get one. And I had you know have decision making problems as a Libra, as I'm. I guess you don't understand. Yeah, I'm a Libra. (laughs) I just never got my. No, I know you're a Libra. I'm a boy Libra. We get tattoos. But I um, just have never been able to make a decision. And so I was like fully ready. I had thought about it for years. And I was like, I'm going to get a lemon tattoo. I feel like the making lemonade out of lemons is something that I'm into and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get a lemon tattoo. And then immediately that lemonade record came out and everyone was getting lemon tattoos like for the record. And oh, yeah. then I couldn't never do it. Did. So I still have no tattoos. I'll be honest though. And here's the thing. I can't make decisions either. I just don't care what I put on my body anymore. I mean, I'm. I, I got like, over it after the... a few tattoos. I, I was like very particular and like, okay, this is gonna be with me the rest of my life, and I need I need this to be a representation of who I am as a person, and I can never regret it. And now I'm just like, I I'm not looking. I don't notice. I think them. that's once you pop the cherry, like you get once you start getting a couple, then I think it doesn't matter anymore. Which is the place I'd like to get to. Like I forget that I have tattoos, and sometimes I go like, oh right, I have an Alex Mack tattoo. That's stupid. But like. I would get a fucking Alex Mack tattoo in a heartbeat. I think that might be my favorite of all your tattoos. I, I don't know, but... Um, here's the thing. I don't have... Do I have any MTV-related tattoos? I don't think I do. Let's <gasps> get you the road rule skull. You know the... Um, how they do, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, have, yeah. like, a, the skull on the RV. I'd rather get... Do you remember the... Um, this is just a general MTV thing, but I think it's... Is it Donald Logue? Who played the cab driver in those shorts? In what shorts? Remember that, like, cab driver with the big, thick Coke bottle glasses who would, like, tell people about music? And those weird, like, interstitials, they called them. So MTV and Nickelodeon, 
very famously back then had those interstitials in between the shows, like those weird little sketches out of nowhere. I really don't know. Yeah, so there were like there was a there were some famous. They did the thing with the you don't remember the Bumblebee Girl sketches that would air. Oh, sure, but that was like the Blind Melon video Bumblebee Girl. Or yeah, but it was a parody but, of the Bumblebee Girl. So it, no, I don't. I don't recall that. Yeah, yeah. MTV would air these little short films in between um, during the commercials called interstitials. I was probably yeah. like peeing or something <laughs> during every commercial. <laughs> Man, girls have to pee so much. Girls have to be so much. Well, that was one of the things that I do find interesting about because you and I do have a lot of similarities. And as far as like how we grew up and the things that we are gravitating towards, except for there's this thing where I'm a girl and you're a boy. Yeah. And I was like, and you were like very into boy stuff, and I was like pretty into girly so, stuff. Like, and you so like, were watching, roads yeah, you, where we you were watching fucking WWF wrestling in 1999, right. but I wasn't watching my so called life, and I don't think I've ever seen it. Exactly. Oh, well, you should definitely go watch it. But I also, like, there was like, Jordan um, Catalano. Random, like, did, <laughs> did you ever watch Ghost Rider? Yeah, I love Ghost Rider. I had, yeah, an, I, had so, a no, I had a notebook. And that was like a PBS show, right? So was, on that, yeah. wherever that was airing, they also had a show called Ready or Not and a show called Crisscross. Do you remember either I of those? I don't remember either of those. Uh, but do you remember? I can't find anyone who Ready does or them. Not or Chris. I don't remember those. But do you remember like Hoop It Up? Oh, that sounds familiar. But again, like I'm not a big. That's what I mean. No, that's the difference. Like they were like shows back. It was like Happy Meal toys. Shows were either girl shows or boy shows back then, right? Like yeah, but then my so-called life kind of my so-called life is kind of was it both? Daria. Yeah, did you watch Clarissa? Because that was a girl show. Yeah, I watched Clarissa. I mean, I did watch girl shows. I watched Clueless. Remember, we did that recently. Well, I know you love Clueless. I love Clueless. By the way, I tried to watch an episode of that show. It's not bad. Wait, I love the show. Um, but hold on. Today, this morning, when I first woke up, I went on Instagram, which I know I'm not supposed to do right when I wake up. But I, I went on Instagram, and Elisa Silverstone had posted a video of her kid. Do you follow her at no, all on Instagram? No, I don't. It's like a six-minute video of her, her son, uh, Bear, <laughs> talking about why he loves healthy food and it was just like yeah on another planet it really ruined it kind of ruins clueless for me only two people i know follow her and one of them was in clueless and the other one is you so <laughs> 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 look like oh right yeah i was yeah i was i was a little put off by like the pita warrior era well she was like an anti-vaxxer too i think oh, all right well, we don't need to get into it but no let's not alicia silverstone i could take her leave Cher horowitz has my heart forever yeah same ditto same forever it's <laughs> my favorite do you know that i wrote a clueless fan fiction script <laughs> no a full script yeah i wrote a full clueless fan fiction script it's basically about like her or someone like her who kind of is like 30 in their 30s and kind of have wait did you do this recently personality what did you do this recently i did it like maybe five or six years ago okay what's it called uh as is. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, you know, think about that it's a type spiritual, of person it's who a did spiritual like that in high school, sequel. but then, well, no, but I just mean like someone who's kind of treated that way in high school and is like so beautiful and so charming when you're young, that kind of wears off as you get older. Not for and, fucking Cher, um, what are you talking about? Anyway, it's, it's, you it's not something that anyone needs her, to read. You wrote a movie where in her it. 30s and like depressed and facing the real world for the first time? It's more or less. Ugh. 
garbage. Don't you ruin her for <laughs> no. me. No. She was going to have a perfect life. She was with Josh. She had no, all the money not, in the world. You're making it so much simpler than it is. She she also didn't just coast by on her look. She was caring. That was the point of the film. Look, it, it wasn't about Cher. It was like somebody who operated like that as a young person. So where was and Cher how that kind involved? of affects on them as an older person. How did Cher figure into the script? It wasn't, it was fan fiction, oh, you so know, like a, 50, 50 Shades a, is Twilight fan fiction. It's oh, not like oh, those Oh, you changed characters. the name. So it's a spiritual sequel. Yeah. It 50, wasn't 50 a sequel, shades, it was fan fiction. Sha- no, 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 no. Fifty Shades, when it was originally published, was published with the names Bella and fucking Edward. And then I didn't when they, know that. Yes, when it was fan fiction. Fan fiction means fucking Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker fuck or whatever. You wrote right, a sequel. Right. You wrote, you a, spec, you wrote a spec script sequel. You wrote a spec script seri- spiritual <laughs> sequel to Clueless. Is Can you how cut you this out? To find it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like horrified. Do you want to try to get blacklisted for your, your Clueless spec spiritual? No, it's not about that. I just am like embarrassed. Um, yeah, it was just sort of a writing exercise. <laughs> no, I'm not cutting it out. I want to read it. No, you'll never. I want to read it and stage. <laughs> you know, uh, what we let's, can do? let's do a reading. Yeah, let's, let's do a Zoom a reading. reading of it with all our actor friends. Oh, um, I'm into that. Will you change the names back to the clueless characters, though? Yeah, but the the whole point is I could change Cher, but everyone who exists in the script is kind of like a bizarro new world version. But she's putting them in there, in like so her one work friend. She like calls D, but like that's not D. You know what I mean? Like she's like living in a reality right, that is. So not here's a new reality. writing exercise for you. Write a sequel to Clueless so we can do a reading of it. <laughs> I but would love to use do that. all of the I characters. I think that could be my life's work. I'll be honest. You're gonna have one tough job in that, and that's where's Ty. But I'll let you handle that. Well, you. But we're we're not casting original actors. We're doing a staged oh, reading. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you would have Ty. I guess. I guess you're right. In of our course. reading, Ty is fine. And that's almost too sad. <laughs> Sorry. Also, a weed cough. This is like Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> Clueless, where Ty survived. Yeah, I would probably <laughs> turn it into a murder mystery. Who gets murdered? Can it be Dion, please? <laughs> yeah, I think that would probably. Well, that's so. Ugh, that's so loaded in so many ways. I know. I, I meant because that. Stacey Dash is a terrible person. Yeah, like you a, have to just stay let me let me clarify and forget about the actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. right. I don't want to think about Bernie Murphy dead, and I don't want to think about Stacey Stacey Dash on Fox News. Like, I just want to think about those characters. Everyone else is great. Um, I mean, well, uh, what sure. happened to Amber? Oh, Ambular. She's she was on the life, show. Probably. The show, by the way, I loved that show. I watched that show. The coolest TV Every, show. Everyone was on it except for Cher and the dad got changed. Well, and, and Bernie Josh. Murphy and wasn't on it. There was no Ty, it, it was no just, Ty character at all. It was just Donald Faison. The only people I think that were from the original cast are Donald Amber. Faison and Amber. Yeah, Brecken wasn't on it either. Stacey Dash was on it. Mm-hmm. As was... And Donald Faison. As was Miss Geis... Oh yeah, I oh, don't think Wallace Shawn was on. I it, have though. been drinking since one eight, one p.m. If that's today, any well, today when you called me, it's I was three like, well, p.m. I'm sit on the phone <laughs> to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, well, I, but you say I've been drinking like one p.m. Like it's like no, two, midnight. Two. So you mean you could have just said two. I've been drinking for an hour. <laughs> for an hour, I've been drinking. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for. But saying, I also don't eat any food because is? you you hoarded all the food from all the stores. What are you? What are you doing? 
All right, <laughs> let's let's get into the wrap up. Let's speak specifically about how I didn't hoard all the food because you should. I should almost. I want to post a picture of my refrigerator right now. What I'm down to. Look, I'm just kidding. I've I got know, all but of post the a picture of your freezer because what you're doing is you're cooking food and freezing it, which is well. what you're supposed to be doing. But I also am out of like. I have a lot of Doritos and I have a lot of like boxed macaroni uh, and cheese, but I'm out of like anything that's fresh. not just a carb. I have no protein and no like produce. So like I'm gonna ha- I'm I'm gonna have to start postmating until the grocery stores get food again, I think. Um Yeah. Do we wanna talk about our bread group? Do you wanna yeah, talk let's, about let's your talk, progress? Let's talk about, and so the let's fact do, that you've made bread. Let's do that. I made bread, you made bread, your bread looked way better than my fucking bread. Well, I'll tell you what I think went wrong. Well, here's the difference. I made sourdough bread. You made bread from just yeast, right? Yes. But here's the thing is so before I got, so I got the sourdough starter from Dan, the same one that you did. And what ended up happening was I fucked my starter up because I tested it. But I don't think you tested your starter, right? You mean tested? Right. So what you do is after you feed it and you're about to make bread, you take a little bit of the top and you like very gently drop it in some water. No, I did not do that. It's. Right. So if it floats, it's ready to make bread. It's got like the buoyancy that's going to lift the bread up. What I think happened with yours is because it's flat, that starter wasn't ready. So it didn't uh, lift up the bread. 18 hours. Well, that's too long. So so you're supposed to feed the starter... you feed the starter for four hours. No, I fed the starter for. You, no, no, no. That's what I did. I fed the starter for three hours. I halved it. That's and then what I, I did. But I, but, but I think before you have it, you have to check it because. So I checked it and I just didn't go through with the bread making because it wasn't ready. But that's what you do what with the starter if it's not ready. You threw it out. Dan told me to throw it out. <gasps> throw it out. I learned later wow. that I could have saved it, so but he's wasteful. gonna give me more today. I'm so gonna go wasteful. Get some today. I could give you more. That's a great thing about starter, folks. I have like a living. Right. I have another pet now. I've got my dog. I've got an assortment of fish, and I've now got bread that lives in my refrigerator. See, and you like that responsibility. To me, it feels very annoying. Oh, like no. I'm annoyed already. I at want the this starter bread. to outlive me. And by the way, I should say I want to live a long time because that could mean anything right now. But I want this. I want this starter to outlive me. Like I want this to live forever. I'm gonna feed it once a week and like treat it like a pet. And, like because I like bread. Yeah. Well, and I I do as well, but I also feel like a three-hour day, like a two-day process to make a piece of bread that I could mess up. For me, I have such a fear of failure. So this is one of the things that I'm working through during all this is like (laughs) I'm noticing that I'm preventing myself from doing things because I have a fear of failing at that thing. Like I don't want to dedicate two days of my life to making bread that then sucks. So I'd rather not make it. But that's something I'm trying to like push through and not do that anymore. I don't have a fear of failure. I have a fear of rejection. Ooh, we're getting right. Well, I have both of those. Yeah, but but I don't give a fuck about (laughs) I fail at most things I do. Um, <laughs> well, that's good though. That's good. That that you know, like that's what I'm trying to kind of move through is like, okay, just make the bread, and if it's bad, you wasted some flour. It's not a big fuck? deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start again. Make bad bread. Yo, like you have to make. I was glad I fucked up the bread, and I didn't. My bread was delicious, mind you. But but I was yeah. glad that it was flat because honestly, here's I I I've, I I know I love cooking, and I know enough about cooking shows and enough books where I went, oh, awesome. Now I know I need to change something. Next, it's trial and error, right? I, I didn't think sure, I was going to get it perfect the, the, the first is, time. Is like with cooking, with cooking, I love cooking. It's a lot easier to like, you can kind of make a little bit of a mistake and go, Oh, I see next time I'll put less salt. But when you mess up bread, you don't really know how to trace it back. It's like, did I put too much of this? No, did I, put I messed, enough? my bread messed up 
um, going into the towel, but this is a lot of bread talk. Look, I ask the same questions of every guest. What are you eating? What are you doing to kill your time? What's your sleep schedule like? How are you coping? Give me the short answers. Okay, how am I eating? Not very well. Not well, bitch, <laughs> okay. is a quote from the Real Housewives of New York City. I'll Not well, bitch. Um, I honestly am scared to go to the grocery store. Yep. I have been living on like whatever I can get at my local bodega and whatever scraps or canned food that I have. So I've been eating kind of like Tom Hanks and Castaway. You've been eating and scraps. Then, <laughs> yeah, and talking to a volleyball. And then... What was the other question? How um, am I sleeping? I sleep great. Oh, you are? Um, Your sleep schedule is not yeah, interrupted I, at all? Not really because it doesn't – it's not like I had an 8 a.m. job to go to before. So Right on. So you're still going to sleep the same time you were before. But I but I make a point to when I get up, I make my bed, which I think is important. That's nice. And I, I, like, I like try to, to put real bed. clothes on. Yeah, yeah. I don't do the real clothes thing, but I, I do make my bed. I think I've been wearing the same hoodie for a week, but I keep turning it inside out or not. I don't know why. Well, and here's the other thing. You have fucking laundry machines. I don't have a wash. I have hookups, but I have not been able to buy a washer and dryer. So I don't know how to do laundry. Uh -oh. So I've been like That's really so getting to the bottom of the barrel with yeah, my clothing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, what are you What are you doing to cope in general? What are you doing to fill your drinking? Time? All right, that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, this um, is started. And writing. I'm trying to write, and I'm doing master class. I I'm sort of trying to like. You said you did I went yoga to art school, this morning, so I'm right? like trying to paint. I did some exercising, but like my exercising is, I try every single time that I get up, I try to like lay on my mat and do some sort of like push up or sit up or plank. Or something. So I try to exercise throughout the day, but I did do kind of like a dancey cardio dance class this morning. See, everybody, take take your advice. Drink. We can hear you. This is the first time. So like, <laughs> I always get flagged for fucking weed noises on podcasts, but I've literally never heard like ice clink. Is it a straw you got going? What are you drinking right now? Yeah, I have a. I make. I made a wine spritzer. Um, it's club <laughs> soda and wine with ice, and I have a little plastic straw. Sipping on it. What do you have? What do you have go planned for the rest of the day now? That, now that well, we're, today is like a weirdly social day. It's both Chloe May's birthday. Oh, yeah, shout a, out to a, Chloe May Zoom and birthday. Sarah Alt's birthday. Shout out to Sarah Alt. So they're both having birthday Zoom oh, so you uh, got, hangs you, today. You've got you've got a busy social calendar. I felt okay to start drinking so early. Um. Awesome. Um. Uh. One other question. I'm. I, I should ask of every guest, but I haven't yet. Carol Baskin murdered her husband or didn't? Your opinion. I think that's a more complicated yes or no answer. <laughs> I go no. I really Just give me yes or no. I go no. Well, you want me to give you yes or no, but your answer is you don't know? I, no, my answer is no. I don't think she killed her husband. I actually don't think so either. I, I, there was no evidence. There was now, zero did evidence. She, did she feed her dead husband to the tigers? Maybe. To but get rid did of she the body, him? I don't think so. Yeah, I honestly think he just probably chill, is still in the Dominican Republic, like they said. Like, but again, that's for another podcast. Uh, I think it kind of. I think that like the introduction of the other family was trying to sway us in a certain direction yep. that was very biased. Yep, I agree. And we'll leave it yeah. at that for now. Christina Laske, I said it right. Uh, where can folks find you online? What do you do online? Do you have anything to promote or anything? Um, well, you know, I, <laughs> I'm on, inter in, uh, you know, the internet, I'm on Instagram, internet. Christina Laske. Uh, no, I'm making things on my own and not putting them on the internet yet is what's happening. So but wh why should know, people follow you? Go ahead you? and follow me. I do weird things sometimes, I guess. I don't know. All right, fair enough.
<laughs> I love you. you. She'll talk You're to you about best. Real World. She watched all it. 30 seasons. I could do it for a million more hours. She could talk to you about Atlanta. Atlanta. We're back again the third time, 2017 or something. You know what? To be honest with you, Matt Cohen, what I would love the most of all is like a gift to me is if you would watch like an episode or two of Vanderpump Rules and just oh, talk about it. I don't think I could. But I want to hear your <sighs> specific thoughts on Vanderpump like, Rules. Because I don't think you, I don't think you're giving it like a chance. I can't turn off like my Bernie bro brain and watch a show about rich women. Like They're not rich. They're waiters. What, they're waiters in a West Hollywood fuck. restaurant. The show the show is about the waiters or is it about Gloria Vander Vanderpump Rules is about the waiters that work in a restaurant that Lisa Vanderpump owns. Sir? Yeah. I'm familiar. So it's about they're they're like 20 in the first season they're like people in their 20s who are like drinking and fucking each other's boyfriends and working in a restaurant living in shitty West Hollywood all apartments right. with vertical I thought it blinds. was I thought it was like a real housewives Kardashian kind of thing where it was all it's just about not, like her it's not life. Like that. Okay, that makes it a little better, but I still, I, I still just like, I feel like it's so not your show that I would no. love to hear what the rest you of have my family loves all of those things. They love Real Housewives. They love every Housewives. They love. I know. Can you bring your Vanderpump. brother here? Because I they feel like love, your brother and I would probably. They be love great the friends. yacht show. They love Shaw Sunset or whatever it was called. Yeah, I don't watch that. I they don't loved, watch those, but I. They loved not, yeah, Mob Wives. They love. <laughs> All this fucking shit. And like, all they talk about, my brother was here for a week, a few weeks ago, and literally all he watched was Real Housewives on repeat. And like, it just became offensive to my fucking brain. Matt, why do you, why do you like withhold your brother from us? Like, I want to hang out with your brother. He doesn't live here and he doesn't like you. I know, but he was here. He doesn't like me? No, No, I didn't say that. You're here and just imagine. You're projecting now. Uh, So... (laughs) Uh, you are on all the things at Christina Laske. Yep. Check her out. L-A-S-K-A-Y. There you go, yo. Um, and oh, I forgot to plug my shit. <gasps> Not this plug episode. Last shit. episode. Uh-oh. God damn it. What? I was, Tell me. I forgot, I, to plug, I forgot to plug my stuff in the last episode, so I'll have to edit on before it goes up. All right. I think most people are listening probably. Yeah, no? to be fair, how did they find this? <laughs> oh, you know what? Very good point. Maybe it's almost redundant. Although, but I will bring, I, trust me, I'm going to bring some fans. All right, okay? good, good, good. I have like a very small well, for, circle. For, 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 for your clutch, uh, you can find me on all the things at Camel Toad. Um, the show is on Twitter at Podemic, Instagram at Podemic Pod. Uh, and pandemic at gmail.com. And that's it, everybody. That's been another week of distracting you from having to have any kind of thoughts. Go watch Real World. Is it online somewhere? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to check for you, but it'll be an adventure trying to find it. It's, oh. Well, you know No, I think there are some seasons on YouTube. They can find it. You can get pirate. Hey, man, everyone's a pirate during quarantine, right? You could find it, I'm sure. Um, And I'm not advocating piracy of Real World. Wink, wink. He's from Pirate Real World. Um, it's weird that they haven't been like, yo, here's every real world and every road rules on the MTV app. You know, they, they wonder, like release like music? the first couple and then the last couple. It's the first couple and the last couple. And then the middle, they like don't make available is to it you the to mu- buy MTV Is it the music licensing because like Maybe. the other MTV shows? I don't know. Maybe. But either way, uh, what better way to distract yourself from being stuck in a house than watching a show about seven people who don't want to be stuck in a house. Stuck in a house. Stuck in a house. And, and it's in the 90s. So it's such a different experience. So it, I say do it. Do it. And, and until next Next time, uh, I'll be doing it too. I'm Matt Cohen. My guest has been Christina Laske. Love you. Stay safe. Stay inside. Bye.
Oh, no.